Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Enon. No, wait. Enon. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I had somebody send me one that I wanted to use today. I forgot about it until right now. Let's start that over. Okay. be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Chicken Bone. Ooh. That would be a little bit, a little bit weird, wouldn't yeah, it? Sorry to the good folks of Enon. We'll come back. To, or how is it? I just assumed it was Enon. Well, whatever it is, we'll get back to them. We'll, I promise you, you get top billing tomorrow. But we're going with Chicken Bone today. Wasn't that like um, Stevie Ray's thing? Like, we're going to be on you like a, like a chicken bone? Or, <laughs> no, I didn't. Remember man. Harlem Heat? Oh, I, of course Stevie I Stevie Ray, Harlem like, Heat. yeah. He, he'd yeah. Gnaw on he you called, like a chicken he, bone. He called everybody a fruit booty, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then Booker T said something one time. Yeah. But we can't get into all that. Uh, Probably should. (laughs) Probably should. Wherever you go in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning, you just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. It's just that simple, guys. You can order it. They'll ship it right to you. And it's right there at your door and in your coffee pot each and every morning. And every sale benefits the Bulldog Initiative, as does a sale with PIP printing and signs. Reliable service for every business needs. Whether you need signage to get them into your business or if you need to send marketing materials out uh, to help them remember your business, whatever it is, PIP Printing and Signs has you covered. And every sale you make with them, 10% of that goes back to the Bulldog Initiative. All you got to do is say you heard about it right here on Thunder and Lightning. If you are a business owner, you are already spending money on printing. Why not shift it over to a Bulldog-owned business that's going to help the Bulldog Initiative with every single sale they make. Seems like a pretty good idea to me. Call Camden Baker, 601-499-5216. Visit them online, pipridgeland.com, to find out more about what Pip Pip Printing and Signs can do for you. When you need printing, call Pip Pip today. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. They've got the biggest and best selection of it. In central Mississippi, two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by the fleet, by Fleet Feet, by the Fleet Fleet. Flowood by the Half Shell. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on there. Or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. The Banner Rim is out. It's time to, to update. If you haven't done it already, now's the time. Get a great polo or pullover now at College Corner. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. That's just the place to go for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch when you're in Starkville. When you want to enjoy a great meal out, when you've got a special occasion, or if you just want the meal to be the special occasion, make a reservation at Restaurant 
<clears throat> excuse me, at restaurant Tyler. Steaks, chops, pastas, great, unique appetizers. Everything done with like a, a southern twist to it as well. I like to call it spun up, gussied up country cooking. I love saying things. I love saying things are gussied up. By the way, yes, and get all gussied up. I, I I don't know why. I had an aunt Gussie, so you know, just worked with me. Aunt Gussie. Aunt Gussie. Yeah. Ah, wherever you are in our great state, if you're coming to Starkville and you're looking for a great place to eat, you know where to go, and that's Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi here to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com. You'll find a location near you. And, guys, it's just that simple. If you want to bank locally, which I think is a very important thing, if you want to do business have your financial dealings with people that you know and you trust because they're in your community rather than turning your your money over to some corporate bank full of people you don't know, well, it feels like a pretty easy decision to me, and that's why I would bank with Priority One. If you live in central Mississippi, there's a location near you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State and Kentucky in, in Lexington at the Rupp Arena. Another Once again, Mississippi State just... Just working over Thunder and Lightning live here, like you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to put on a show here, guys. Could we? Uh, could you help me out? Could you know? Well, whenever you decided that the show's going to be on Wednesday at, at 6 p.m. during well, so, basketball season, it's going to be kind of tough. Well, I, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of options, right? Because Thursdays during football season, there's dog talk, correct? And then Mondays during football season, there's uh, or during baseball and basketball, that's when dog talk is for Jans, and then again for Lamonas. Couldn't do it on Friday because then nobody wants to listen to the radio at 6 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. And so it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, and I just went with Wednesday. The good news is you can all hear Thunder and Lightning live after the fact on our podcast feed. Yes, our podcast feed. That's correct. Our. You can hear Brian's show yes. on our, our podcast Our podcast feed, yes. That's so, correct. Let's let's find out what happened in that game, Mississippi State and Kentucky. Let's go to our one and only correspondent here. On Thunder and Lightning, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future. Mississippi State falls to Kentucky in Lexington. 90-77 to is the final score. It's another deceptive night for Tolu Smith. You look at his stat sheet. Oh, 26 points and 8 rebounds. Not bad. Almost all of that came in garbage time for the Bulldogs. The only other score in double figures was Trey Fort, who I thought played really well tonight. 13 points, 5 rebounds. State has got to find more minutes for him, especially on a night like this for Josh Hubbard. His first real taste of adversity uh, since he came to Mississippi State. One of 11 shooting on the night. One of nine from behind the arc. Only three points for him. Uh, State, you know, if I had to point out what's the problem here, you know, you're going to point to Hubbard and you you might look at the offense, but 77 points is plenty. That's not the issue. The issue is the 90, and this is two straight games now for State. 82 points against Alabama, 90 for Kentucky. That Defensively, they haven't been good enough, and that's the calling card of Chris Jans is, is the defense and, and, and the way they play on that side of the ball. Just not good enough. They allow Kentucky to shoot 56% from the field. Kentucky 23 of 27 from the free throw line. State only got to the free throw line 10 times. Tolu Smith 4 of 8, so that's not, that's not exciting either. Um, even on rebounds, State with only nine turnovers, but eight of those were in the first half, and that allowed Kentucky to get out to an 18-point halftime lead. Uh, State, like as you can see, was able to chop into that a little bit in the second half, but never got closer than, uh, than 10 uh, at any point in the second half. 
And uh, again, falls second straight loss. Now twelve and uh, five on the season. Just played poorly tonight, and, and you don't expect them to go to Rupp and be able just to have a dominant performance by any stretch of the imagination, but you would have hoped they were better defensively. Antonio Reeves was the big man for the Wildcats, 27 points for him, 8 of 12 shooting, 9 of 9 from the free throw line, uh, four Wildcats in double figures. Uh, just just a good night for them offensively, and like I said, for State, just not the kind of night you want to have defensively. Christian's teams aren't going to win when they don't play good defense. It's just as simple as that. They have to be able to play uh, a st- that, that defensive style that he's brought to Mississippi State, and when they don't, you're going to see results like this. Again, 77 points is fine. Now, granted, a lot of that is, in, like I said, in garbage time. State was piling up some stats there, but by and large, it's just not the kind of effort State can, can hope to get and win. And now a huge game with the Vanderbilt Commodores on uh, Saturday. I, I, I knew what day it was. Uh, on Saturday, 2.30 tip, and as we've been saying for, for quite a while now, that is a game the Bulldogs have to, have to, have to win. Uh, never mind that you don't want to lose three straight. Never mind that you don't want to start off one and four in conference play. You cannot drop a game to the worst team in the SEC and a team that it would give you a quad four loss with their 240-plus net. Somebody is going to lose to Vanderbilt this year. It cannot be Mississippi State on Saturday. That loss, I, I expect the Southern loss, which remains quad three at this time, to eventually become a quad four game. When that happens, two quad four losses is really going to be tough to overcome. The good news for State is after this game, they have four straight quad one opportunities uh, at Florida, Auburn at home, Ole Miss at home, or sorry, Ole Miss on the road, and then at Alabama. If you can get two wins in there, you're two and two, and you can be six and six after, or I guess you'd be, uh, no, you'd be eight and eight after the first. Uh, that's not right either, Brian. Brian, do the math. You'd be four and four. You'd be four and four after the uh, the first eight games of the conference season. I think you'd be in pretty good shape considering who you've played in those games. To have played Alabama twice, to have a win over Tennessee, you've played Kentucky at that point, you've played Auburn at that point. Auburn probably playing the best of anybody in the conference. From there, you could go on and the schedule does get a tad bit easier, but they have to win Saturday. They absolutely cannot lose that game. If they lose that game, you can start being concerned about Mississippi State's tournament future. They will be a bubble team unless they turn it around big time in the, in the remaining games and go on a long winning streak. A second quad four loss will be a really tough, tough anchor to have on that resume when it's done. So... State's got to find a way to play better. I expect to see some changes in the rotation. You've got to get Trey Fort some minutes. If you're not going to play defense, you got to score more. And they, they've got to get this guy. He's providing some offensive spark. Got to get him some more minutes. Keyshawn, John, um, Keyshawn Johnson. No, he played football. Keyshawn Murphy and Anthony Andrew Taylor, once again, unavailable for personal reasons. I, I, Taylor, I, I'm writing him off. I don't expect any contribution from him this year. Murphy, we'll just have to see. But it, it, every game that passes, it seems more and more likely he won't be back in Starkville uh, either. Tough situation for Mississippi State. They didn't have a ton of depth uh, to, to start with. Uh, and so now they're going to have to find some some guys. I, I think they're just going to have to to forego some of the, the, the lineups that Chris Jans likes to run. They're going to have to go small sometimes. You might see some Shaq Moore, J- Josh Hubbard, Trey Fort, out there with DJ and Tolu or Cam and Tolu 
and so on and so forth. And then Jimmy Bell coming off the bench. Bell was better tonight off the bench. Six points for him, three of three shooting in 12 minutes. I also had a rebound. Cam Matthews had a decent game, eight points, eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, did have four fouls uh, for him. Deshaun Davis continues to really not give you very much. And DJ Jeffries, not much tonight either. You know, normally when he's not doing much in terms of scoring, he's at least giving you a lot on the, uh, the, uh, the glass. Not tonight, only one rebound for him, no assists, uh, one steal. Not much to write home about. Just, just a game that Mississippi State will want to flush, move on, and get ready for that game with Vanderbilt on Saturday. Before we get back to the guys in the studio, let's remind you that uh, let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you're cooking out this week, you know, I would cook out this week and just try to melt some of the ice out of your backyard, especially if you live further north of Mississippi. I hear in Tupelo, it is really nasty still up there. Um, and, and I'm sure the same can be said for Oxford and South Haven and all those places. So what you do is you just get the grill hot. And let that melt the ice around there. And if you can put the grill on like a cart and just move it around your yard, it'll thaw out in no time. And you'll have some delicious steaks or burgers to eat as well. Or, you know, put out a put out a brisket out there. That gives you 12, 13 hours of heat. It'll melt all the, uh, the ice in your backyard. So, beef, delicious, and melts ice. It's a double shot. Don't worry about it. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. Robbie and I ate there the other day. It was fantastic. And all I could think about the whole time I was eating there was, man, I can't wait to come back here and eat again. That's my, uh, that's my way when I'm at Two Brothers. So I'll be back there sooner than you can, uh, than you can think. Great place to eat. Great location. The p- people are fantastic, and the specials they're offered now, check, check in with them. They've got some great specials each and every day, appetizers and entrees. It's not just barbecue, it's smoked southern soul food, and it supports the Bulldog Initiative, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it for 49 years. That is a long time. 49 years is a long time. And so when you're talking about somebody who's been around for that long, nearly 50 years... That means you've got a business that you can trust because they've taken care of their customers for five decades. So what do you do? You call Advantage Business Systems when you need a new copy or a new printer, new computers or laptops. You talk to the folks there. And then if you do need service, you talk to the same people who made you the sale. No 1-800 number, no call center to be on hold for 45 minutes, no out-of-state technician to make an appointment with. Mississippi people taking care of you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business like they've been doing for the past 49 years. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue, they've got your next polo or pullover. The Banner M is gone. It's dead. It's a dinosaur. Get it out of here. We're moving on to the state script, the interlocking, and the M over S, especially now opening day just weeks away. Go in there, check out their incredible selection of polos and pullovers with the M over S and get one for opening. I would suggest a pullover if it's anything. I, I fear that what we're seeing this week is what we're going to see for opening day. I, I got a bad feeling about opening day. It's going to be cold. So let's go get ourselves a new polo, new pullover, and be ready to go for opening day. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Let's get back to the studio now to present day Brian and Robbie. All right, thanks to future Brian. Appreciate his time. Hopefully he gave us some good news. 
Uh, we'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show, uh, whatever happened, the result there in Lexington. I want to move into recruiting, though, Robbie. Uh, the 2024 recruiting, I basically feel like we can go ahead and put a bow on that. There may be some more portal activity after the spring, but for now, that just kind of goes. It doesn't look like Mississippi State's going to uh, sign anybody coming up in February in the uh, the second signing period. Uh, so it's on to 25, and you know, last week – you were the one who reported Mississippi State was bringing in a pretty good group uh, of, of players, among them uh, Tyler Lockhart, the state's number one linebacker, the number one cornerback in the state, Cortez Thomas, and the number one player in the state, Caleb Cunningham, who this week from on three, uh, Sam Spiegelman, Chad Simmons, two of y'all's top national guys, they both put in whatever the uh, – what, what do we call it? on The, the RPM the, prediction. The RPM prediction. Mm-hmm. Okay. For Caleb Cunningham to be a Mississippi State Bulldog, which uh, I believe you said uh, got a, quite a lot of traction. I believe you said your Twitter mentions were were full of positive, encouraging tweets. Yeah, there was a lot of Ole Miss people and people from other SEC schools that were not happy that Caleb Cunningham could possibly end up at Mississippi State. Despite the fact that there's a lot of ties to Mississippi State with Caleb Cunningham. He's got a good relationship with Chad Bumpus. He's 30 minutes away from home. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think people really understand the type of kid that Caleb is. He is very much, you know, homebody kid, very soft-spoken. Um, you know, he's he's not a kid. He's, he's enjoyed taking all these visits, and he's been just about everywhere at this mm-hmm. point. That's been a fun process for him, but I think when it comes down to it, I think he's going to be one that wants to be kind of close to home where his mom and dad can come see him play. Mm-hmm. His friends are right down the road, very close to a lot of uh, kids at, at Choctaw County. I just, I've always gotten that vibe about him. I've been, I've been covering that kid since he was in eighth grade. And I've, I've never gotten the vibe from him that I expect him to go too far from home. And that's what I've always said about kids from Mississippi. You're either going to get one or the other. You're going to get the kid that wants to stay close to home wants to be around family, wants to be around his friends, wants his friends and family to come see him play, or you're going to get the kid that's ready to get out of Mississippi. Right. And that, to me, that's everybody in Mississippi, isn't mm. it? Like that, A little bit. I, I think most people either love it here, want to stay here. You know, I'm one of those people. I think you're probably the same way. You went to Memphis, I think, at one point, came back. I basically lived in Mississippi. You could throw a football from where I lived in Memphis and hit the state line yeah. almost. You know, so some of us really love it here. Some of us don't. Some of us want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. So I think what you're dealing with is a kid that really wants to be close to home, and he's a Mississippi State kid. We'll see if they're able to to lock it up. I think they will. When you look at this class in Mississippi for 2025, which is a real year that's about to happen, by the way. Still no flying cars. Yeah. Uh, Normally in Mississippi, when you have a, a up year in the talent cycle, it's followed by a little bit of a down year. You know, when you look at Mississippi um, from in, in 2019, right? That was a huge year in the state for for talent, right? That was that was Nicobe Dean and and Charles Cross, uh, Pickering, Pickering, Jerryon Ely. I mean, guys, you got guys all over the place who who have, who have made. Derek Hall was in that group. Fabian Lubbock in that. Fabian Lovett and Jerry and Jones, Jones, both in that group. KJ Jefferson, I mean, it'd be a huge year in that state. Jonathan Mingo was in that class, mm-hmm. and then you look at the next year in 2020, and you know that class not quite as deep as it was Forbes. the year before. McKinley Jackson, Emmanuel Forbes, 
J.J. Pegues has been okay for Ole Miss. The fourth-rated player in the class was Jacobian Brown, who's done nothing at Ole Miss. Uh, there's some, there's some, not, not to say there's Is he not, still at Ole Miss? I, I think he's still there. Tulu was the fifth-rated player in the class. I mean, say what you want, he, not a great college career. Well, he was All-American, kick returner. That's true. The best player in this class after Forbes might be the number 6 player, Trey Benson. I, th- I think, yeah. And I Dylan think Johnson Dylan would be in that class, obviously, as well. I think Forbes, if you re-ranked it, I think Forbes is the best player in the state. Oh, in that year? For sure. First-round pick. Yeah, um, I agree. Me and Paul were, were like, hammering the table for that guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a, a Mississippi State coach that wasn't very high on Forbes. You're not going to give a name? He coached him. Okay. His position. So that would have been on Moorhead's staff or on uh, on Leach's staff? Uh, Moorhead's. Okay. I'm trying to remember who the cornerback's coach was. I don't even remember who it was. Oh, oh, God. Okay, yeah. There we go. So, But anyway, getting back to my point here, you go back, you look at 20, uh, 2019, right? You had two five-star, three five-star players in the class and then another uh, 12 four-star players. In 2020, you didn't have uh, any four, five-star players, and you only had a total of eight four-star players. So, now, granted, again, if you could go back and re-rank these guys, obviously, like, Dylan Johnson would be a four-star player, or has, has outproduced his, his, uh, his, his ranking, I guess you would say. What I would say, but normally it's like you have a big year, and then you don't have a big year the next year. That's not the case. Here, so for Mississippi this past year, uh, you had a total of uh, eleven four-star guys, and even then, I mean, the, the amount of guys deep into the class who were getting big. I mean, PJ Woodland's a three-star, sixteenth-ranked player in the state, but he went to LSU. Alex Foster, thirteenth-ranked player in the state. He's at, I mean, he's a defensive player that Dave Aranda wants. I can't really complain about that. You know, Terrence Hibbler is seventeenth, and I think everybody feels he's kind of underrated. Twentieth is Julius Pope, who went to Arkansas. Um, you got a safety out here and went going to Louisville at 25. So, I mean, it feels like a pretty deep year in the state. Trey Petty, who we've all seen and know he's a good player, 28th-ranked player in the state, Illinois. Mm-hmm. You've got something similar this year. You've got, you've got eight four-star kids, but it feels like, just depending on where you look, and, I mean, you got to look at the, you know, some composite ratings here. Like Tyler Miller is low on 24-7, but he's a 24, but he's a 92 composite guy. He's a four-star guy. So... You're going to have anywhere by by season's end, 10, 11, 12. I mean, I think Camario Taylor will end up as a, a mid-four-star player. Mario Nash has a good chance to be in, in that group. Um, if Camario Taylor was committed to Texas A&M. Yeah, be a little different. Alabama, he'd be at yeah. 96 right now. Yeah. And then you've got guys like Kalen Deer is a big-time player down there in Quitman, big running back. Deuce Knight is the top quarterback in the state. He's already committed to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, I mean, he and Taylor are going to battle for that top quarterback spot. And then you have Caleb Cunningham. Tyler Lockhart is the number 2 player in the state. Looks like the state's going to – well, my point is 2025 is a big class for Mississippi State, and it feels like they're making pretty good inroads in already. Good start. Last year we thought they had a really good chance to rack up in state this year, and they didn't – Come through. So the really to me the the challenge this year is finishing, getting those building those good relationships mm-hmm. and finishing, you know where you need to be with some of these kids. And yeah. I I think they'll they'll have a good shot at doing that. I I really like the, where they sit with a lot of players 
inside the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It's just all about getting ahead of the game. And, you know, if, I, if I'm recruiting against Ole Miss right now, I'm telling people, look, we're we're still recruiting, and which they Ole Miss did too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you know I'm not taking away what they've done in Ole state. Miss did a really good job last year getting guys in the state. But no. their focus is going to be the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. They're going to recruit over you. That would be my selling point mm-hmm. if I'm recruiting against Ole Miss. Look what they're doing in the transfer portal. They that their transfer portal you. You're mm-hmm. not going to play over there. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't expect you to play. You can come here and play pretty quick. Yeah, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. State's going to have that to sell because they're about to have to play a lot of freshmen and sophomores on the defensive side next year. Yeah. So when we look at these top twenty-five guys, or these—I'm sorry, these twenty twenty-five guys—Caleb Cunningham, Tyler Holockhart, top two players in the state. I'm, I'm still looking at twenty-four-seven here. Let me look over at one-three. Let me see if that if that adds up. Y'all forgive this incredible radio we're about to have here as we uh, as we uh, just sort of go through. What I'm looking for here. There's so many rankings and and things like that. Ole Miss is probably going to get the uh, Maddox kid, I would imagine. I, I was just thinking that, yeah, that, that Caleb Maddox, the uh, the defensive. I'm sorry, Caleb Andrew Maddox, the defensive end out of Oak Grove. They just signed his brother, uh, uh, AJ, earlier this year. So, but this on three site, man, I tell you they. Kind of difficult to navigate at times. I don't like that. I like where they sit with most of this top ten. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm just going to try to find the damn thing. What are you looking for? The st- by state rankings. Um, I know in the app there's this thing. There's this little... Here we go, here we go. Okay. Uh, Kyle Cunningham is 11th in the country. They're totally dropping that kid. Okay. All right, here's the on three. Uh, I, I think these are on three composite, too. So that's good. Or on three industry, I guess is what they call it. Caleb Cunningham, number one. Deuce Knight, number two in the state. Committed to Notre Dame. You mentioned Andrew Maddox. He's third in the state right now. Uh, probably going to Ole Miss if we had to pick, but I think Oak Grove is a school that they they put they send a lot of kids out of state, so mm-hmm. you know it'll be a battle for him for sure. Uh, uh, Kalen Deer, you can tell by the way that the, a lot of these recruiting predictions that are in are coming from the fact that Mississippi State just got an on three site and Ole Miss has had one for quite a while. Yeah, because everybody's pretty. Uh, Kalen Deer, I don't think is going to Ole Miss. Um, he's fourth. State feels like they're good about him. Jacorby Hobson is a guy I would have felt good about a couple years ago when Janoris' brother was still on the roster. Seems unlikely State would get him. I think State's in a good spot with Kevin Otis, the big defensive lineman out of Hattiesburg. I think they feel pretty good about there. Tyler Miller, I mean, he's a Laurel offensive lineman. I mean, don't you sort of have to feel you've gotten the last two, you'll probably get this one as well? Yeah, he's coming in next I think he's week. a big target, too, for, for Cody Kennedy. He is. He's coming in next week. Mm-hmm. So they're pushing him hard. I mean – what a run for Laurel offensive lineman, yeah. by the way. Yeah. When they lose one, they got another four star coming up right behind them. Yeah. Big kid, 6'5, 310. Tyler Lockhart, eighth in the state. We've already mentioned him. He'll probably follow his brother here to Mississippi State. Cortez Thomas, I mean, he's from Holmes County. That has become a Mississippi State stronghold. They still gotten... feel good about him. As long as as long as you keep that relationship with Marcus Rogers. Yeah. And yeah. Kamari Rogers is still here. Yeah. 
I don't know a lot about Reginald Vaughn, the defensive lineman out of Hartfield Academy. Uh, so we'll see where that ends up. Kamario Taylor, obviously already committed to Mississippi State. Mario Nash is 13th. State feels good about him. Micah Jones was on campus this past weekend, mm-hmm. uh, the tight end from Madison Central. Those are the top 14 players in the state. State has a chance to get six, seven of those guys. Maybe even more if, if they if you know they can do some work and get a guy. Like I, I don't have a good feel for for Hobson or for for, for Vaughn. So yeah. can they get in the game with those guys? Anson Lewis is another guy out of Columbia. Uh, that's not a school that's been you know, particularly kind to Mississippi State. Lost Jaheim Otis out of there a few years ago, but you know, can in this offense, I feel like receivers are going to you know find this offense attractive. So we'll have to. It, that might be one where he waits it out and sort of sees what happens. But you never know. Feels like kids are committing earlier and earlier each year. But State has got a, done a good job these last two weekends of getting some juniors on campus. They haven't even had the official junior day, have they? Uh, yeah, I don't. That, that's like I don't really know what their plan is as far as those unofficial weekends. Usually, like the first part of February is when you start seeing those like traditional junior days. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we'll see on that. Uh, right now they're just bringing in a few guys, which I kind of like bringing in some of your best players that you're recruiting. Get one on one with them, spend a lot of time with them. They had Caleb Cunningham here last week and Lockhart that they could just kind of sit with them in a basketball game, kind of build those relationships. I like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know when their like, traditional junior days are. Um, so that we'll, we'll keep tabs on that. Yeah. Paul will probably update that. Yeah. I feel good about it, though. I feel good about State's chances to land a really solid in-state class. And then the out-of-state class, you know, I always you have, to, you have to wait and see on those. You, 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 I'm never going to have a good feel unless there's a legacy out there about who state's going to pull in from Louisiana, from Alabama, from Tennessee. But they should be able to do that. You know, I, One thing I find encouraging is that despite their struggles with the, uh, the class of 24 on the defensive side, on the 25 guys, it feels like they've got some relationships there and they feel like they're going to be pretty good. I think, I think that staff's going to end up being a pretty good recruiting staff. They have just whiffed on this. And that's not, that's not a good thing. And it's, you know, I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just telling you that Two things can be true at the same time. They had a rough time this year, but they'll have a better time next year. Yeah, that that's the hope. Yeah, it is a hope. It is a hope for sure. But you can, I mean, you can give them a reprieve if they don't get it done this year. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're willing to build those strong relationships in this class, you got a head start now and get it right next year. I think people would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But if this is the norm. Then you got some major problems. That's the problem. I, I just don't understand. I, I've tried to understand what's happening. I've tried to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I know that they're tight on their numbers right now, mm-hmm. but you got to get rid of some people. And that that should like take place. The, I feel like the spring is going to, I think they're going to have, like the spring is going to be a, almost like a tryout. And I think yeah. when we get through, through with spring practice, you're going to see seven to 10 guys out. Yeah, and then by then, you know, hopefully you can – hopefully there's going to be another wave of transfers. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you can go get some people. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, we've we've complained and griped about the defensive recruiting. If, in, if after the spring they go get a couple of – two or three legitimate secondary players that mm-hmm. can make impacts on a rush guy – Caleb Downs. Everything, yeah. Everything's, you know, peachy. Yeah. I mean, they still got a shot. I, you know, I'm not taking up for them or whatever, but 
that's kind of what they're facing. It's it's got to be then or never, pretty much. After the spring, if if they can't find anybody then, then you're you're kind of cooked a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you have some talent there, but it's unproven. So you're relying on a lot of freshmen and stuff to carry you in the SEC, and that's kind of scary. Yeah. But that's kind of what they're facing. I just, like, we've, we've talked about it before. I'm shocked that they haven't gotten any traction or appears even going after Oklahoma or Alabama guys. Yeah, that's that, that to me, I don't know if concerning is the right word, but it is odd that not one player from Oklahoma, not one player from Alabama, where you're, you're off, I mean, Levy is the offensive coordinator, and where your defensive coordinator have come from have shown you any kind of interest. And, and you know, especially that, the offensive side of it, you would think at least one Oklahoma guy would be like, "Yeah, I want to get back with that guy." Right. And it's like, okay, when, I mean, you picked up some offensive pieces, so you don't you're not really hurt there. Defensively, there's been 25 players from Alabama come out, and a lot of them have been on the defensive side. Coleman Hutzler coached there. Mm-hmm. Why is he not going after some of these players? That's easy money. It, it's it's not even, and, and it, some of them are. Or is it not even? Is it just as simple as like they're just not interested? I mean, some of them are going to Tulane, you know, other places like Group of Five. Like, can you not get those guys? They're better than you would think. Some of the others that you've been after. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. It's it it is interesting. It but is. this like this is such a big class. I think for Mississippi State to 20, kind of twenty five class. Yeah, yeah. To kind of build what they're wanting to build because there still is. And a major importance in getting these high school players and developing those players, creating depth. Mm-hmm. Because I just I don't think that long term attacking the portal like some teams have mm-hmm. with with happier roster band portal guys, I don't think that's setting you up for success long term. It, it takes care of some of your issues year by year, but at some point. Guys aren't going to pan out. You're going to lose a coach. Players are going to transfer. You're not going to have players underneath to step in. And you're looking at a multi-year rebuild because of that. And I think that's kind of that, that's an issue. And I, I wouldn't rely that heavily on the transfer portal. I still think high school recruiting is, is so important. And you know, Georgia and Alabama, that's how that's they run what they're things. they're doing, yeah. They they yeah. they now, go heavy in high school. Bama might have to hit the portal now because yes. of what's happening. But by and large, year in year out, they're going to be a team that they're going to sign twenty five to twenty to thirty high schoolers, and they're going to use the portal to fill their holes as needed. They are not going to go wholesale in the portal yeah. each and every year. And I, I agree that in the long term, that's the best way is to get guys who can be in your program for three four years and do that. It's tough when you're Mississippi State, though. It's easy when you're Georgia when you have Nick Saban. Alabama's starting to find out the hard way that, you know, Nick Saban kind of held things together in this NIL age for them. But yeah, that just is what it is. We'll see what happens this weekend. I'm sure we'll have some more updates and more more visitors coming. All right, tomorrow's show, like I said, we'll we'll talk a little more in depth about what happened, whatever happened in Lexington, and look ahead to Friday or Saturday's game uh, against Vanderbilt. Uh, and then if we got any more news, we will report on it. You guys, have a great uh, Thursday. We'll be back with you on. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Mississippi Media Production.